The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. All right, Coastal, you can make your way back to your seats. Let me say good morning to all of you. It's good to be up here. This has been a long time in the prayer, and I'm so grateful that God has given me the opportunity uh, to share a word with you all today. Welcome to everyone who's watching uh, online, and for also for those who will be watching our service later on uh, today at 6 p.m., uh, I would encourage you to drop down there and make a comment. Let us know you're there. We'd be glad to hear from you. Uh, give us any comments. Let us know where you're, where you're watching from. That would be really great. So for those who do not know me, uh, my name is Chris, and I've been blessed with the opportunity here at Coastal uh, to lead some of the outreach efforts here in our church specifically Summer of Impact, which you recently heard a whole lot of, and also Saturday Serve. And there may be some folks here who are not familiar with what we do as far as outreach goes. So one of the things we do with our Saturday Serve is the North Charleston tailgate and basically go out into the community and we offer food and prayer, a message, and clothing. We also partner with the Low Country Food Bank and we prepare meals right here in Coastal's Kitchen uh, we pre prepared at this point probably 15 or 1,600 meals for both my sister's house as well as South Carolina Strong. We recently, last weekend, planted three blessing boxes in our community, and they're being stocked with non-perishable food items and toiletry items to help those in need. We even have a children's outreach now that meets at, during Saturday Serve, and these children basically come in and they create crafts, which we then use as gifts in three nursing homes where Coastal is actively doing ministry. So there's so much going on, so much exciting things. And I'll, I'll tell you all these things just to simply say, we want you to get involved. We want volunteers. We need volunteers. And if you have an idea or a project that you think would be good, I would love to talk to you about it. Missions and outreach, friends, is simply this. It's allowing us to take the fight to the enemy. And I'd be glad to talk to you about that uh, immediately after the service. So we continue this morning uh, with one of Coastal Sermon Series Tradition Summer Reading, and hopefully you've taken advantage of the many opportunities that we have in the back. And this week we're exploring one of my favorite books, and that book is Everybody Always. And if you think about it, the essence of the book, if you had not had a chance to read it, is about becoming love in a world full of troubles, setbacks, and challenging people. It's a weaving of story after story of encounters that have opened the doors of opportunity for its author, Bob Goff, to simply love people. Many of the stories that he talks about in this book seem larger than life, leading the reader to wonder, did the things that he's talking about in this book really, really happen? And some of those stories include such as Bob's 20 years of organizing a New Year's Day parade in his neighborhood, complete with children pulling wagons and, and baseball cards wedged into the stoke, uh, spokes of bicycles and over a thousand helium balloons to encompass a parade that in, that's about 20 houses in his neighborhood. Then there's Bob Goff's story of his old yellow beater pickup truck in which he would park on the street and a homeless man that he did not know would take occupancy in that truck while he was away at work. Also memorable is Bob's uh, insisting on a limousine driver who was dispatched to pick him up for a speeching engagement out at Walt Disney World, putting him in the back seat and driving him around Orlando. Bob also talks about Love Does. It's a nonprofit organization that he founded that operates both schools and safe houses in some of the toughest places on earth such as Somalia, Uganda, and Iraq. And then there are the stories 
of him serving as the honorary consul for the Republic of Uganda. So this is Bob Goff, the author of the book that we're, we're talking about today. He seems larger than life. And when we think about Bob Goff, how would we react? How many of us would be willing to host a cul-de-sac parade for the next 20 years or so in our neighborhood? If you are a taker, don't forget the thousand or so helium balloons that you'll need to pull it off. And how would we feel as a church about a homeless guy sleeping in our vehicle while at work? And while you shake your head, no, don't get worried and don't get upset because you do get your car back at the end of your shift. How about renting a stretched limousine this week and having the driver sit in the back and you drive him or her around after, of course, you foot the bill? We likely say, this is nuts. And some might even dare to say, Bob Goff is actually nuts. We likely say, I'm all about this idea of loving kindness. However, what you're talking about is a little over the top. Some might even say this is completely and totally crazy. So why is Bob Goff the way he is then? And what can we learn as Christians from a book like Everybody Always? Well, we can learn that the Christian experience should be one lived, a life lived with love at its forefront. The other thing we can learn is that love is the precursor to all things Christian. Let me share with you a quote from the book. Bob writes, Loving each other is what we were meant to do and how we were made to roll. Will it be messy and ambiguous and uncomfortable when we love people the way Jesus said to love them? You bet it will. Will we be misunderstood? Constantly. But extravagant love often means coloring outside the lines, going beyond the norms. Loving the neighbors we don't understand takes work and humility and patience and guts. It means leaving the security of our easy relationships to engage in some tremendously awkward ones. After all, we all know we live in a world where everyone is sporting the noise-canceling earphones in which we are all zoned in and tuned out. A society where we interact online on social media, steering clear of face-to-face -face interactions, particularly with the people we do not know. We associate with the people who look like us and talk like us and have similar tastes, those people who tend to make us feel good. We gravitate towards those people who are like ourselves, while oftentimes we ignore and marginalize those who are different. And no one can argue, we live in perhaps the most polarizing time in history, a society that's at complete and total odds with itself. We're at odds over everything and at odds with everybody. There are divisions over college football, divisions over whether we should drink sweet tea or unsweet tea, divisions over one, whether one should drive a Ford or should one drive a Chevy. But then there are more serious matters, divisions across race and ethnic lines, divisions between religion and faith-based practices and traditions. Then there are the divisions about societal problems, political affiliations, social economic differences, and we know the list just goes on and on and on. So how then do we get to a place where we are 100% all in, love overflowing, loving everybody, regardless of who they are, living for Jesus day in and day out? Well, the first thing we have to do is seek out the source of love. We find love when we seek out the source. And this may be an old message to you, but I think it's important that we remind ourselves that God is the source of love. God loving us, something that we hear all the time. 
However, sometimes the idea of God loving us gets tainted. And it gets tainted because our idea of love is cheapened. It lacks oftentimes the commitment and the responsibility that goes along with it. But do we really understand the gravity of the statement, God loves you? We acknowledge that he loves us, but do we really understand just how much? And if, do we ever really give it any thought? Well, let's look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 through 10, and it says this. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Interestingly, the Apostle Paul, when he wrote his letter to the church at Rome, says God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He sacrificed his son, his only son, for both you and for I. And can you even fathom the sacrificing of something perhaps no more precious than one's own child? Can you imagine watching God's son, not to mention your own child, in absolute agony, ridiculed, wrongly accused, bloodied, beaten unto the point of death, only to witness God his Father turn his back on him, knowing he could save him, but also know that he could not. Friends, God's love for us is so great, so great, that you and I cannot even comprehend it. But this is only the beginning. Listen to Jesus in Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 15. It says this, If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. The Lord, coastal, the Lord will turn over every rock on the earth to find those who do not know him. He is a father that leaves on every light in the house, waiting for a child to come home, even if that child does not come home late into the night. The Lord is like a lighthouse whose light pierces out into the darkness for miles and miles and miles, indicating to every traveler, this is the way of safe passage. This is the right way to in which to venture. You see, Coastal, God's love for us is so great that you and I cannot comprehend it. And nothing can stop us Nothing can stop God's love for us. Nothing. Again, the Apostle Paul, in his same letter to the, to the church at Rome, says that he is convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. There's nothing that we can do that can quench the love God has for us. There's no mistake that is too great, no words that you can say, no misdeeds done by your hands. Not even all the forces of hell can stop God's love. And you might very well be thinking today, well, Chris, you don't know my past. And you're right, I don't. But I know my own. And I can live and I stand here and I preach this morning knowing that God has restored me and forgiven me and cleansed me simply because he loves me and not because of anything I've done. 
and he loves you too. So how do we respond then to a measure of love that God has for all of us? Well, we simply respond by loving him back. God loves you and I in a way that exceeds our ability to understand. It's a love that we cannot experience through our daily earthly relationships. It is a love that never dies and a love that never fails. And all the Lord asks of us is to respond by loving him back. But more importantly, we respond by loving everybody always. Listen to 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. It says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother and sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. You see, we are given a choice, Coastal, you and I, and we make this choice frequently. In fact, we make this choice multiple times a day. It's an ongoing decision that we make, you and I. We choose to love or we choose to love not. You see, God loves each of us so much that there is one thing, one thing that God will not take away from us, and that is free will. He will not take free will away from us, even, brothers and sisters, if it's to our own detriment. The Lord gives us the free will to walk in step and step with him or the free will to do our own thing. The free will to love others the way he loves us or to love ourselves and to forsake those who are around us. And as we make that choice, we have to keep something in mind. And that is simply this. Our life is indeed fleeting. Life is fleeting. It's going by so quickly. Perhaps the most practical writer in all of the New Testament, James, writes in his own book of chapter 4 and verse 14. He says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It is here a little while and then it is gone. Life is here one day and the next it is over. With the setting of every sun, the conclusions of each day goes the opportunities to make an impact on the people around us. The opportunity is gone forever for that day. And undoubtedly, we live in a very hectic world full of busyness and schedules, multiple jobs for some and competing interests. There are children and spouses and for some of us even parents to care for. There are bills to pay and mouths to feed, bosses to serve and deadlines in the workplace. You might be thinking, Chris, I get it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But how do I fit this idea of loving everybody always into an already brutal regime? I'm already stretched thin and I'm already worn out. I can't find time to pray and read my Bible half the time. And now I'm being told I have to love everybody always, people I don't know, and in some cases, people I don't even like. Sometimes we have to go back to the Lord. And he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, these are the words of Jesus. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. We have to decide. We have to decide what is really most important. 
your child, your spouse, a nice home. Important indeed, but not the most important. A nice car to drive. Absolutely that's important, but it's not the most important. Career success, wealth accumulation, having a good time with your friends and having a good social life. All these things are important. And Christ allows us to have those things and he wants us to have those things, but they are not the most important. So what then is most important? Well, I think we've already covered it. Acknowledging God's love for us and then the acknowledgement of his love, we love him back before everything else. And how do we love him back? By loving everybody always. Listen to John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. says this, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Love, it is powerful. Who we love and how we love Coastal is in direct relationship to who we are in Jesus Christ. Love is what causes us to sign up for multiple projects during Summer of Impact in spite of an already jam-packed schedule. Love is what causes someone to struggle out of bed on the first Saturday of the, of the month for Saturday Serve, even though they've been forced into overtime on their job. In fact, next Saturday, August 3rd, we will meet in the cafe at 8.30 in the morning, and we will be love to a community, rest assured, that is desperate to be loved. And we need help. We need people to step up. So if you have not served, if you've never served, or you have a desire to serve, what better time than next Saturday at 8.30 in the morning? Love is also what causes someone to serve VBS five long nights after working all day. Love is what causes a life group leader to step up and lead again, even though they've led the past two semesters. Love is what causes our pastor to, to agonize over the weekly sermon to make sure he's heard and communicated everything God wants him to say. Love is powerful and what causes someone uh, to give somebody in need the shirt off their own backs or the last 20 bucks in their pocket. Love is sacrificing your own lunch so that someone else might be able to eat. Love is helping neighbors, it's helping coworkers, it's helping complete strangers with the expectation that as we help them, we may get nothing in return. Love is from God, friends, and it is indeed powerful and it is a stark reminder as a church of something that we need to hear. So we talked about God being love and our response to God's love by loving everybody always. And I want to make a final point with you. When we love everybody always, things start to change. Not only for those we serve, but interestingly enough, but also for ourselves. You see, you, we hear the old saying, love changes everything. True love really does. True love bridges the gaps and connects the canyons of societal division. Love is a soothing ointment on the wounds of hurt, disappointment, and rejection. Love is a starting point of a new path. Love is the tenderizer of our enemy's heart. Love is a door of opportunity for those to find Christ. Love for others allows us to forget our own woes and our own worries because we're too busy and too focused on meeting the needs of the people around us. 
Love is a catalyst and it is a life changer, a new perspective, and it is a better way. It is demonstrative of Christ here on this earth. It is a way of change that we so often push away and reject because of our own perceptions, our own notions, and our own past experiences. Love, Christ's love, lived out through us to everybody always, Coastal, changes everything. Listen to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. Jesus says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When we love and serve others as the body of, the, of Christ, the Lord gets glorified. The Lord gets honored. When we sacrifice our time and our resources, people come face to face with the living Jesus. Coastal, we as Christians are the closest thing people will see in our community to Jesus. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. You see, we all know one thing is for sure. Talk is indeed cheap. And if we want to see the church, if we want to see our church make a difference in the world, and I truly hope that you do, if we want Coastal to make the impact that opens eyes and softens hearts and offers a better way in Jesus Christ, then we have to decide today that love has to come first. It has to be above all else. We have to decide that our responsibility does not end with the borders of our own families. It does not end with those who think like us and talks like us those who dress like us and those who share similar passions and dreams. Love involves everybody, even those who are vastly different, those who have hurt us in the past, those who are homeless and struggling different addictions, those outside of the church, and yes, those who are sitting right around us today. Love involves the people we just don't like those who rub us the wrong way. Love involves every single person that Christ places into our paths. Love involves everybody, always. So the question we have to ask ourselves as a church, we ask ourselves and then we ask collectively of a church is this, will we be love? Will I be love? What a wonderful opportunity to choose love versus just cheap talk. We make that decision as individuals and we make that decision every day as a church. What a wonderful opportunity to offer change in a world that so desperately needs it. What an opportunity to offer change and love for others. God is love and because he is love, he simply wants you and I coastal. He simply wants you and I to love him back and to love others, and in doing so, we, with Christ's help, will change our entire world. So what are you thinking right now? Perhaps you've never fully experienced the love of Christ, because for so long you've taken your own path. Maybe you've been thinking about and want to experience all the love that Jesus has to offer. 
You can receive that love, that relationship, regardless of where you are and who you are or regardless of anything you've ever done. He wants a relationship with us all, and he wants to love and to lead each and every one of us. And he stands at the door and he knocks. The question is, Coastal, will we let him in? For others, perhaps, there may be some today that have drifted away, charted your own course, done your own thing, and today you're ready to come home. Perhaps for others, you've thought about the idea of loving everybody always, but you've been hurt and disappointed and others around you have let you down. Today can be a brand new day, a brand new day, and you can experience it, and it can begin right here and right now. Coastal, will you pray with me? Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. And Lord, we thank you for your love. Lord, there's nothing that we can do, Lord. Nothing that we can do to earn your favor, to earn your love, Lord. But you loved us. You loved us, Lord, long before we ever knew you. So we come to you, Lord, today with gratitude in our hearts. And perhaps there is someone here today, Lord, who does not know you and wants to receive you today, Lord, wants to come home, wants the relationship with you. I pray they would pray something like this. Heavenly Father, I, didn't, I haven't gotten it right. My life is broken. I have not honored you. I've taken my own path and charted my own way. But Lord, this message, Lord, resonates with me. And Lord, I recognize that I need to love you before I can reasonably expect to love anybody else. And so, Lord, today I pray that, Lord, I surrender it all to you. I accept, Lord, the work that you've done upon the cross of Calvary. I accept it, Lord. And I thank you that you rose on the third, third day. And that by confessing you, Lord, in my heart right now today, I have received you. I have received you. Now do a work in me, Lord. Change all that that's within me, Lord, that does not honor you and does not glorify you. Take that which is upside down and make it right side up. Help us, Father. And Father, I pray for those who may have drifted away, Lord. I pray that they too, Lord, will recommit themselves to you, Lord. Help them, Lord, to see you in a fresh new light. A light that glorifies you, Lord. Help them, Lord, to walk in your way and to talk in your way. And Lord, we pray for this church. For everyone who is watching online. Father, we pray that we would be the church that loves. We pray that, Lord, that we would not be the church that just talks about it. We would not be the church that just thinks about it. We would not be the church that waits on another church to do it. But, Lord, that we would be the church, Lord, that takes the light, Lord, from your glory and takes it into the darkness of this world. May our church be the church, Lord, that beats down the gates of hell, that lets our enemy know that he no longer has dominion, that your light, Lord, will pierce out into the darkness, Lord, and that, Father, Lord, we would save, help to save everyone, Lord, who does not know you. Lead them unto you, Father. And, Lord, we just pray, Father, that, Lord, that our spirit of service, Lord, which has just begun, Father, Lord, would continue to grow. And that, Lord, that we would continue, Lord, with our reach, Father. 
And that, Lord, your name would be glorified to the ends of the earth, Lord. It would not just stop, Lord, with Charleston. It would not just stop, Lord, with the tri-county area or the state of South Carolina, Lord, but that your love lived out through us to everybody always, Lord, would pierce the corners of this earth. And so we thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. We believe, Father, Lord, that you hear our prayers. And, Lord, we believe in faith that you are faithful, Lord, to perform. We thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. To God be the glory. You've been listening to a message from Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.